0: Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of Infection Control Matters. Uh, Brett Mitchell here. Uh, and today I'm joined by Isabel Oliveira. And Isabel is uh, from the Center of Health Studies and Research at the University of Coimbra in Portugal. Welcome, Isabel. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. And today we're going to be talking about an article recently published called Knowledge, Attitudes and Practices of nurses regarding oral hygiene of dependent inpatients. So, Isabel, maybe just to get started, do you want to sort of tell us a little bit about how you got interested in this in this topic?
2: Well, uh, I was say um, my uh, main research interest is is dysphagia, that's what I have been working for the last few years. But when you when we research on dysphagia, inevitably uh, issues on oral care and oral hygiene always pop up uh, because, um, and and that's that's uh, one of the reasons why I, I we decided to to go forward with this study was because we found several articles and we found evidence that there is um, that uh, oral hygiene or poor oral hygiene plays a very important role in the um, development of of aspiration pneumonia. Dysphagic patients have frequently aspiration pneumonia and um, normally uh, aspiration pneumonia is uh, linked with dysphagia and uh, evidence suggests that it's also linked with oral hygiene. And we were working on dysphagia and and um, with inpatients, uh, stroke patients, neurological patients and um, we found some evidence also saying that there is a gap between best practice recommendations on oral health, and what is the knowledge and the practice that nurses effectively have. We found research uh, showing this uh, internationally, but we didn't find research on Portugal. So we decided mm-hmm. to develop this study uh, in uh, three wards within patients, medical wards, to understand what were the knowledge, attitudes and practices of, of nurses in this in this context.
0: Before we get into that, um... What, we were talking this before, and you mentioned your, your background and um, your rehabilitation nurse by background. And yeah. so, not everyone might be familiar with that. So, you've got that sort of context of um, of that clinical and, of course, academic side. So, you, you sort of your role and interest in in that rehab nurse. What, yes, what does that, that involve?
2: Yeah, I don't know if you have. Well, in Portugal, we have um, like advanced practitioners. We do a specialization in one area in one area. Um, I'm specialized in rehabilitation, so mm. I have my nursing degree, mm. and uh, I have uh, um, post graduation and 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 more training on rehabilitation. I, when I was in clinical practice, practice I used to work mainly with stroke patients, neurological mm. patients. That's why my interest on dysphagia uh, emerged. By working with these patients, yeah. and then uh, uh, that's that's the area of research that I pursued for my even for my PhD, yeah. um, and that's where I came across with the the oral care and oral hygiene issues. Yeah, uh, because we found it plays a very important role in the development of in the pneumonia.
0: Excellent. Okay, so this this um, piece of work you are interested in the knowledge attitudes and practices of nurses um, performing oral care independent dependent inpatients. Um, so, so what did you do? What, what was the the approach to try and uh, answer this question?
2: It was a questionnaire that was used by by uh, Philip, a researcher, and we asked him permission to translate and validate for the Portuguese population. This questionnaire has three parts. The first one um, is about uh, knowledge uh, uh, on oral care and oral health overall. For example, uh, it asks if the nurses and identify up to three diseases that or poor oral health can cause in systematic diseases, for example. The second part is about their attitude. For example, one of the question is if cleaning uh, the oral cavity is an unpleasant task for you. And the third one asks about their practices, what kind of materials they use, how many times do they perform oral care to their inpatients in their, in their uh, wards. And that, that has a score in the final. And uh, of course, the higher the score, the better is assumed be the knowledge, the practice and attitudes. Uh, what we found with our results is, was very similar to what was already found. We didn't have any evidence for Portugal. Sadly, we would like it to be <laughs> uh, um, uh, different, but the, the, the results of our, stu- of our studies were very, very similar to the results obtained with the same questionnaires in other countries. Um, and what was very worrying, also in our results, was that a, a very significant number of nurses said that they didn't have any training on oral care. Uh, that's why, and that's that's another story that that another study. I'm sorry, that will be published, I think, in a, in a few weeks because it has already been reviewed and already accepted for publishing in the in the in a peer reviewed journal. Since we didn't understand exactly where the gap was, we used the exact same questionnaire with undergraduate nursing students in three nursing schools in Portugal. And uh, um, I think I can (laughs) go forward with with these results. Uh, The results were very, very similar to those we found on nurses, even nurses with more than 10 years of experience. So there is a gap between knowledge, Attitudes and practices. Not only, well, of course, that this was only in, in our students. I think that this could be. Uh, um, this study should be repeated in other nursing schools, not only in Portugal but but in other countries, so that we can see if effectively this is uh, 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 an issue that is worldwide, if we can say this, um, because uh, um, nursing students also had uh, 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 a lack of not know- a lack of not know- very uh, uh, low level of knowledge and the practices were felt far behind what what is considered the best way mm. i think that research now has to focus on why there's this gap we have to understand this gap
0: yeah just thinking about that gap a bit more so would you say that um there was a lack of understanding about the importance of oral care and and its role
2: no, surprisingly, what we had, you know, our results show that all nurses and undergraduate nurses and graduated nurses understood and recognized the importance of oral care and of oral health and overall health. Mm-hmm. Also, they all recognized nursing students and nurses. And this is was found also in international, other international studies, that uh, nurses and nursing students... Uh, consider that it is their responsibility to provide for rural care in inpatients, dependent patients, elderly patients at their care in the hospitals. But for one reason that we cannot explain, and our research did not allow us to understand that, uh, was why is there this gap between knowledge and attitudes and practices? I think research as to as to aim. Uh, 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 this understanding uh, because i think it's very important yeah that, that we understand why this is happening because um aspiration pneumonia is well of course we can talk and that is the more important quality of life mortality morbidity but i think that australia is struggling with the same issues that we mm. are financial issues and uh, uh, um europe has spent in the last years approximately more than 10 billion us dollars treating pneumonia uh, per year pneumonia is preventable and and we now know that oral care and oral hygiene play a very important role in the prevention yeah if if, if you uh, um, if you just take a tour around some some sites with general information on on pneumonia prevention uh, for example for patients or for elderly normally we see a call for vaccination a call for vaccination mm. it's correct and and uh, uh, we see the importance of hand wash the use of masks non smoking uh, uh, life habits but we never see with the same importance the need for a proper oral care and oral health mm. Mm. and i think we have to put oral health and oral care at the same level and mm. and now it's not the researcher, probably the nurse or the citizen (laughs) speaking that we have to put at the same level. Even in nursing homes, almost 50% 50 of of, um, uh, elderly people living in in nursing homes will have during their life course in a nursing home, an aspiration pneumonia.
0: Yeah. What would be in in Portugal, for example, what would you consider to be an ideal level of frequency of oral care say for someone who's in a, um, uh, in a in a rehabilitation ward they can they can probably do it themselves uh, so they're not you know completely you know um, dependent on everybody else but what would you like to see as the level of frequency for for oral care in a setting like that
2: whatever that evidence suggests is ideally after after every meal yeah um, when that is not possible, uh, what has proven to, to, to have the best results is at least twice a day in the morning and, um, before bedtime, um, and a simple brush with, with a toothpaste and, a, and, a, um, a mouth, um, I'm sorry, I forgot the like mouth, a mouthwash. Mm-hmm. yes, a mouthwash mm-hmm. with a, um, or a, um uh, an oral solution just to cleanse
0: the, the mouth is uh, sufficient so from your study um would you say that um well did anything come up about nurses concerns in their practice about the quality of the the oral care products they're using or the toothbrushes they have access to was that explored uh,
2: yes, um, most of the nurses. There's one one uh, aspect of oral care that nurses um, noticed on on that we noticed from the answers from the study is that nurses find that they don't have enough time to provide uh, correct oral care. Mm-hmm. One of the questions was, how long do you provide oral care for dependent patients? Mm. Less than one minute, and minute well, it was time. Mm. And one of the things that nurses said was was that they don't have enough time to um, to uh, perform uh, uh, adequate oral care to uh, dependent patients. Mm. Another thing that um, uh, on uh, on materials, toothbrushes, and and we didn't find anything that could tell us that they didn't have enough uh, materials to perform oral health. What we found was uh, the, the, the issue time, having yeah. enough time to provide for oral care. Oral yeah. care. I think that the, the the issue time is also related with the importance that they give to oral care. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but that's, yes.
0: that's, There's a lot of competing priorities, isn't there? And I think um, yeah. the more we can provide evidence around the importance of some yes. of these things, the better that people will have to... Because, you know, often there isn't enough time to do everything, unfortunately. I don't know yes. what it's like in Portugal at the moment, but but certainly probably respect, the
2: yeah. same very yeah. very very busy and we, the nurses have to establish priorities yeah and, and normally uh interventions more uh like medication uh, mm. more evasive in, invasive procedures normally have priority over other kind of, of
0: mm. 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 Procedures. it's a tough one isn't it so i think uh, the more evidence yeah. we can have to try and help understand the, the issue, issue and what's and, and what's staffing
2: and staffing, hmm. is an issue, and staffing is an issue yeah.
0: and there's lots of different um, models you know we've seen different models of care to, to try and deliver this uh oral care i mean it, yes clearly nurses are one aspect but we've seen in aged care facilities for example use of dental hygienists and 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 other things so i guess there's other ways in which this care can be provided if 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 needed too.
2: well i think this is this is uh, um i think very it's Portuguese. I think it's uh, because I don't know how it works in Australia, but we have a national health system in Portugal mm. that includes everything except oral care.
0: Wow. Mm.
2: Well, th- this tells this tells us well. It's now starting to to be. Uh, um, we now are we are we are now starting to have some providers in the national health system, uh, dentists and uh, mm. oral uh, um, hygiene professionals, but. Until a few years back, oral care and oral uh, health was not included in our national health system. Mm. People would have to pay uh, Mm. to access to oral health care. And I think that this also can transmit uh, the importance, or Mm. or I can probably transmit you the importance that oral health has in our country. It's starting to change, but...
0: Yes, we are it's still... not too dissimilar in Australia, actually. Uh, we, not too dissimilar to what you described there. Look, um, so I wonder, uh, just just to sort of wrap up, Isabel, what, what, what's your next steps? You started to allude to this about potentially more research in different areas, yeah. but what would you like? What do you? What have you got planned, or what would you like to see in this area?
2: Well, um, first of all, I think that uh, um, I will. I'm. I'm. I'm still. My research area still is dysphagia and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's impossible to dissociate dysphagia from oral care mm. now i know this and uh, um we are still trying to to uh, well we replicated this study with undergraduate nursing students mm. um and we uh, we we think that now we have to try to understand why th- there is this gap
1: yeah. between
2: knowledge and practice i think that our next step is to understand because not only uh, uh, dependent patients but also, these fascic patients will benefit yeah. from uh, from this. Uh, so I think that uh, the, the priority uh, concern and research in this area will be to understand the gap between uh, uh, what is the knowledge and the practice of nurses, because we have to be able to uh, uh, intervene at this level, uh, mm. because it will have definitely... Uh, um, the results for especially for our patients and for dependent patients and for the elderly mainly the elderly
0: yeah look on that note thank you so much for your work in this area and thanks so much for your time today
2: thank you for having me thank you
0: and uh that's it for us from this latest edition of infection control matters thanks very much for, for listening bye for now